0: Hi, this is Suzanne Urban, and welcome to Women Warriors Network podcast. In this podcast, um, it originally started out that I was reading scripture through the pandemic to kind of um, have something out there, a voice that would bring peace to the hearers, being that it was such an anxious time. And then I started to read um, through the Bible in a year. Well, um, now the Lord has really laid on my heart that when a word comes that I'm just going to record um, word discussion of the word and kind of like mini sermons. And um, anyway, so I hope you enjoy and I hope you're encouraged, uplifted, And that um, you will seek out the truth in Jesus' name. And again, thank you for listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. It's Suzanne again. So I'm here for today's daily scripture affirmation and we're going to speak on um, the sword of the spirit as part of the armor of God. Thank you, Lord, for this podcast and for this ability to be able to get your word out. Father, I just pray that it blesses the hearers. Help us to have ears to hear and eyes to see what the Spirit is saying to us. Thank you, Father, for this day, all that you're doing, all that you will do. In Jesus' name, amen. So today's Monday, and we're looking at Isaiah 43.1. My God knows my name. Isaiah Forty three one. The vision of Isaiah the son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. Oh whoops. <coughs> Had a little dyslexia. I did one. Isaiah forty three one. But now, thus says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, and he f- He who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Thank you, Lord, for knowing our name. And <clears throat> let's look at, It says, I am alone, and no one cares about me. In the scripture that's truth, God cares about you and is with you. 1 Peter 5, 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. That's so awesome. Thank you, Lord, for caring for us. Thank you that you know our name. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this day. So now we're going to switch into taking up the whole armor of God and looking at the sword of the spirit. So, so far we've looked at the helmet of salvation, which protects our mind, the helmet of salvation. Um, And making sure that we have the right armor for us because the, you know, like we discussed that... Although um, Goliath was wearing a helmet, he wasn't protected in the right areas with his helmet. And God knew the vulnerabilities and knew where David needed to sling the stone. Um, The breastplate of righteousness. That protects the torso with the heart. Those are some vital organs that need protected. The shield of faith. We learned that the shield of faith is our first line of defense that we can hold. That um, when they first, when the first attacks come, then we learned the um, the belt of truth and what the belt of truth um, does when uh, the soldiers wore the belt. It was to gather up all that excess fabric so they wouldn't trip over it because of, you know, the kind of clothes they wore in in that day. <coughs> um, that belt just kept all of that. Just imagine what, what I figured was we you think of that belt of truth it's the truth that holds us together so here's that belt of truth holding all of that excess fabric together here and the truth is holding us together and now we're going to look at the sword of the spirit and so the scripture for the sword of the spirit is Ephesians 6:17 <clears throat> um 17 take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god and then i like how right after that they put in verse 18 pray in the spirit always with all kinds of prayer and supplication to that end be alert with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints So in my notes I wrote the sword of the spirit which is the word of God Hebrews 4:12 <clears throat> For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart Hebrews 4:12 so when we look at the the soldier and their armor, <clears throat> um, Lauren Abraham from gcu.edu wrote an, a little devotion about the Roman soldiers, the sword of the spirit. And she says, for a Roman soldier the sword served as an offensive weapon against enemies. When sharpened, the sword could pierce through just about anything, making it a very dangerous tool. And what stood out to me was the word offensive. So, so far, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, and the belt of truth have all been defensive Um. You know, to defend against the wiles. Here's the sword of the spirit. This is an offensive weapon. So when I looked up the word offensive, it says actively aggressive attacking. (coughs) So you think, when would we need to be, you know, aggressive? Aggressive. So, here we are wearing our defense, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, and the belt of truth. And now we have this sword of the spirit, which is an active, actively attacking, actively aggressive tool, now is being compared to the word of God. So... On the offensive, that means you need to have a strategy and a plan. And just like the enemy has a plot, he has a plan, he has an offensive, meaning he is aggressive with his plan. He's aggressive with, you know, his plot. He knows how he wants to accomplish something. And we should be just as active in making sure that we're reading and we're praying and, you know, in um, in fellowship, aggressively active, you know, in the word, using the word as a, a aggressive tool. You know, it's hard to think, you know, Jesus said so many times, um, I just read the scripture where he was talking to, oh, who was it? One of the disciples, you know, who had cut off the ear of the, um, of the soldier trying to seize Jesus. And he said to him, you know, those who live by the sword will die by the sword. And we are to love our enemies and pray for those who despitefully use us and bless them, not curse them. So, you know, Jesus brought this whole new perspective on how we are to treat our enemies. But that's our physical enemies. We're not to treat Satan that way, who is the enemy of our soul. So these are people that Jesus is talking about who are physical. They are human like us, And they are, you know, verbally attacking or they're, you know, they're mean with their words or they're, you know, whatever it is, you know, spreading, spreading gossip. Um, I don't know, you know, what your situation is with people, but this is how Jesus wanted us to respond to people, not to Satan Satan who is the enemy of our soul who wants to take us captive who wants to bind us who wants to drag us into the very depths of hell with him that's a whole different story for we wrestle not it says right here in Ephesians Ephesians 6 where'd it go For our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual forces of the evil in the heavenly places. For Satan is roaming around seeking whom he may devour. He's going to and fro. And he's like, dude, maybe this person right here doesn't understand the word. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. We have the word of God in us. We have our weapon ready for when he comes and he builds a standard up or he comes in like a flood and the Lord will build a standard against him. But and that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. But we have to be on the offensive. We have to have the word of God in us. We have to have the word of God, you know, right there. Okay. Just like Jesus, when he was, when Satan took him out and tempted him, Jesus used scripture against the enemy. The word of God was his sword. The enemy came in and he said, if you just do this. And then Jesus was like, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. So we need to distinguish between Distinguish between Physical, which are people The enemy uses people But you can still pray against The spiritual side But love the person I'm not saying, you know, walk up and start hugging demoniacs. I'm not saying to start encountering uh, people who are obviously demented or, you know, they need deliverance. Unless Holy Spirit prompts you to go over and, and uh, you know, engage. We need to walk in discernment. Let's see. It says here. Anyways, I hope you understand that when Jesus talks about loving people, and pray for those who despitefully use you. Pray for those who, <clears throat> you know, come against you. But when we're supposed to be aggressive using the offensive against the spiritual enemy. For we wrestle not against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. And oh, for we wrestle not against um, flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and against the rulers of the darkness of this world and against spiritual forces of the evil in the heavenly places. And don't you think that if that was put in the word, that God wants us to be prepared. So that's where the whole armor of God comes in. When we wear the whole armor of God, we're prepared for battle. And when you're in prayer, you know, you're battling over, you're praying for somebody. It's a battle for their soul. And when you pray the word of God, you're using the word as the, as the um, sword in the spiritual. When you're praying the word of God. Claiming and declaring over people that you love and you want to see um, get saved. The sword of the spirit is very important for us to have. And I see in, in this day and age <clears throat> that we've laid our sword down. We are wearing our defensive weapons. We are wearing the defensive. We are on the defensive But it's time for us to get up and be in the offensive. And that doesn't mean we create problems. It means that the offensive is we get up and we take back what is rightfully belongs to the kingdom. Not for us, but for kingdom. God's not willing that anyone should perish. But many are. And why are many perishing because we've laid our sword down we've walked away from the word we've put the sword in a corner and and we've let it and we've let it um, accumulate dust. How many Bibles do you have in your house we 're in a country that is still it's still a freedom for us to purchase a Bible in many different translations. And are they all sitting on a shelf or sitting out on our coffee table so people see our dust collecting Bible? Is your Bible become where? The pages still stick together because it's new. Or do you have tears in the pages? And do you have markings in your pages? And do you, have, do you have sticky notes sticking out from your pages? To help you find those favorite verses that will get you through whatever you're going through. The Bible is meant to be something to be held a sword is something meant to be held. It has a handle, and it has a grip, and it's and it's forged to fit a human hand, just like the word of God is forged to fit our hands, so that we can grasp it, so that we can hold on to it, so that we can study it, and 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 use the word. need to be on the offensive, not on the defensive. There's a time and a place for everything. There's a time and a place for us to be defensive. And then there's a time and a place for us to be offensive. You want to see answer to prayer? Get on the offensive and get into the word. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Stop fighting with those other Christians who have a different theology and get on your knees and pray for them that God will open their eyes. And if need be, God to open our eyes, what if they were right? God will bring revelation to those who need revelation. We need to be open to receive that revelation as we pray for it. Be active. Hebrews four twelve. For the word of God is quick, and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and as a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. We measure everything by the word of God. That's where discernment comes in. <clears throat> you want to learn how to discern? Get in the word and study. Study the Old Testament, the New Testament. When you study the Old Testament, you find the character of God. You find out who he is. So when the enemy comes against you, you go, oh, that's not of God. God. Cause I know my God. every good and perfect gift comes down from above. He loves me, He knows my name. He formed me in the womb. He knew me before I was even a thought. He said he'd never leave me nor forsake me. He's faithful. He's a Abba father. says he takes care of his children. He'll provide all of our needs according to his riches and glory. He makes a way for us to escape when temptation comes. He doesn't allow things to come to us that he knows we can't handle. These are characters of God. And how did I know all that from reading the Word? You get to know who he is. He's no respecter of person. He has no favorites. He loves us all equally. And that means the blessings that I've gotten, those same blessings you can have. Someone who's just coming to the Lord versus someone who's been with the Lord forever, for years and years, grew up in the Lord, grew up in the church. And someone just comes to the Lord, has same access to those blessings that that person has been enjoying for all those years. That's the God we serve. He's fair. He's just. He's righteous. He's holy. Thank you, Lord. He cares so much about our existence and where we will be in our after, after we die. He forged a plan to send his son who would die on the cross willingly. I've been saved for a long time. But it wasn't until the first time I watched the movie The Passion, The Passion of Christ, and the visual effects of that. Yes, it's graphic. But it drove home what Jesus did for me. When they showed him lay out his hands willingly. They didn't have to fight him. They didn't have to take a a bunch of guards on each arm and hold him down. He stretched out his arms willingly on that cross. And allowed them to pierce him. That's the God we serve. I can't even imagine what it would be like to say to one of my kids, this is what you have to do. You have to go and sacrifice your life and give up your life so that others can live. And to be honest with you, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could sit there and watch them beat my child And watch them crucify my child. That's what makes me human. And that's what makes him God. And I'm thankful for what Jesus did for me. And that's why we have this podcast. Because I'm thankful. I want to share with others... What Jesus has done. How we can walk in victory. Is it easy? No. You know why? Because we struggle with ourselves and our own thoughts. And we have to change our thinking. I've been saved for a long time. But I'm still growing and learning and seeing how I can overcome even more things that have just crept up or things that were buried from my childhood that needed dealt with. We're always going to be a work in progress until we hit heaven. Once we get to heaven. So as we go throughout our day, remember to wear your defensive, which is the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, and having our loins girded with truth. We take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And that's our offensive. And there'll be times when you need that offensive. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Let it pierce our heart. Help us to ponder on your word, Father, and be hungry and thirsty for your word, to know you, to know Jesus. And to know Holy Spirit. Help us to put on the helmet of salvation. And the breastplate of righteousness. The shield of faith. And the belt of truth. And to carry the sword of the Spirit. We thank you that you've equipped us for the battle. That this armor is suited just for us. Not for anyone else, but for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And that you have a plan. And no matter what we're going through, you have a plan. And at times we don't know that plan. But we'll look back and see the plan. Thank you for victory. And thank you for life. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for this day. Thank you for my listeners. Thank you that you bless them and encourage them. Bring revelation to them, that your Holy Spirit fall on them. Father, give them a hunger and a thirst for you, for more. In your precious name I pray, amen and amen. And I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to Pioneering Women Warrior Network pray the Lord bless you and keep you until the next time which is usually the next day um, that I'm on the air and we love you in the Lord